0: Section 19 of Six Radical Thinkers by John McCunn. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter 5 The Religious Radicalism of Mazzini. Part 2. This is, of course, a strong asseveration. It is not likely to pass unchallenged, and it will certainly be challenged by some in these latter days more than it was in Mazzini's lifetime though even then he was to most but as a voice crying in the wilderness for it cannot be said that since mazzini's day democracy has moved toward theism the drift has been toward darwinism in politics hence the growth of the conception that society must now be relegated to its place in the order of nature as a slowly evolved organism within which the struggle for existence between individuals and groups is checked and softened only by the exigencies of the larger struggle for existence between nation and nation no one is likely nowadays to deny that the conception has its measure of truth and its fascinations nor is it in the least to be wondered at that there are minds to whom it seems so satisfying that in view of the experimented effectiveness of biological forces, as judged by their existing social products, they are content to banish divine plan in history and final causes in social evolution to that crowded limbo of discarded metaphysical figments to which naturalism and agnosticism are so willing, not to say eager, to consign anything that savours of theism nor is this attitude the monopoly of the thinkers the popular mind so often prone to be new-fangled over new categories has fallen in love with the categories of biology it sees struggle for existence and survival of the fittest in the competitions rivalries and conflicts of individuals of trades of parties of nations of ideals it echoes the voices that declare society to be an organism and it listens to the tales that tell it how this organism has been evolved by the sheer wisa tergo of natural forces so the leaven works will of god and plan of providence give ground before the forces and the methods of evolution the origin of society becomes more and more its destiny if it have a destiny less and less human history becomes but a chapter in an infinitely larger work and the heaven of bygone religions is construed as but the subjective vision of fulfilled desire nor is it to be in the least degree wondered at if to a generation now for some time nurtured on a diet of such ideas the passionate theism of mazzini should seem strained dogmatic superstitious antiquated and superfluous and not the less so when thrust by the rhetoric of a hundred pages into the secular domain of politics it therefore becomes of peculiar interest to inquire why mazzini insisted that democracy in theory as well as practice must grapple itself to theism the answer to this question is twofold for whilst on the one hand mazzini's theism compels him to regard democracy as part of the divine plan on the other his faith in democratic ideals compels him to find their justification in his theism we may look at these two points in turn if we are to understand the first of these the initial step is to realize what mazzini meant by democracy he certainly meant more than the word is usually supposed to mean as a matter of fact it means different things to different minds to some it suggests popular rights to others social or political equality to not a few and among them to thinkers of repute like john Austin and sir henry mayne it means no more than a form of government there is much familiarity with the thing There is little agreement upon the definition. Now, it is not to Mazzini we must go in search of scientific definitions, and indeed, it is the distinctive characteristic of his conception of democracy that it is impossible to compress it into a compact formula. But this, at least, is evident. It is to him more than a form of government, it is a far larger and a more inspiring fact this is not because he undervalues democratic government he is of course convinced that wherever there is genuine democracy there will also in due season be democratic government but the two things are not identical democratic government is not the whole of democracy it is but one and among the later of its fruits for when democracy at last makes its way into the political constitution It is only because it has it may be for long existed elsewhere for it does not reside only in polling booths committee rooms and parliaments it has its birth and growth in the awakening spirit of personal independence in the increasing sense of human worth in the enhanced respect of man for man in the passion for equality in the deepening recognition of the ties that bind the members of the commonwealth each to each it is these things that are uppermost in mazzini's thought when he speaks of democracy nor do his words leave us in any doubt upon the matter when all men shall commune together in reverence for the family and respect for property through education and the exercise of a political function in the state the family and property the fatherland and humanity will become more holy than they are now when the arms of christ even yet stretched out on the cross shall be loosened to clasp the whole human race in one embrace when there shall be no more pariahs nor brahmins, nor servants nor masters but only men we shall adore the great name of god with much more faith and love than we do now such is Mazzini's definition of democracy in its essentials. The inference is obvious. For if democracy be anything like this, if it is, in its essentials, a vast spiritual and social movement to which words like these are in any reasonable sense applicable, it is no longer possible, because it would forthwith become a kind of atheism, to rule it out of the divine plan, and relegate it to the rank of a secular product to the convinced theist and especially to the theist with strongly pantheistic leanings it must needs become what mazzini said it was a page of the world's history written by the finger of god the language to be sure is something more than english politicians are accustomed to from their literary leaders but just on that account they express in the glow of their religious passion the central convictions of mazzini about democracy it is thus his theism claims democracy for its own we reach a similar result when we approach the matter from the other side for it quickly becomes evident that mazzini's faith in democratic ideals lands him in theism no less irresistibly than his theism leads to his consecration of democracy this is not perhaps at first sight evident for in his account of the way in which the ideals of reformers find their substance and content he is by no means far removed from other thinkers who are not specially theistic like them he turns to history and he finds there certain institutions the family for example or property which bear the stamp of permanence it is a strong presumption in their favour He is well aware that it is not the business of the reformer to invent all the elements of civilization de novo nor is he ever lacking in reverent respect for the tradition of the centuries yet the verdict of history alone is never final for he is not at all minded to accept the history of the world as the judgment of the world after the fashion of some philosophers he had too much radicalism and too deep-seated a respect for the individual conscience therefore it is only where the verdict of history is at one with the deliverances of the reformer's own conscience that he finds the criterion by which all institutions and all reforms of institutions must stand to be judged before they can be built into the reformer's ideal this is his explicit declaration But then there is a further requirement. The ideal must constrain belief. It is this that matters most of all. For nothing is easier than to have ideals with but little accompanying belief. As a matter of fact, mankind, and especially political mankind, hold their ideals with all degrees of belief, from the shadowy make-believe of the dreamer, right up to the absolute faith of the prophet and the reformer but it is only this last that can satisfy mazzini he was not a theorist writing for theorists far less was he a dreamer writing for dreamers he was a reformer writing for reformers upon matters of life and death and as such he saw with utmost clearness that every ideal that is to move the world must be held with that complete conviction in which lies the open secret of the constraining influence of ideals over the human heart, will, and conscience. It is never enough that the reformer should simply have an ideal, however well thought out. The authority of even the most imposing ideal would collapse from the moment in which wholehearted belief began to be sapped by half-hearted doubt. For the mere content of an ideal is one thing, the faith with which it is held as summary or symbol of the things that are worth living for or dying for is another and it is because he realized the depths of this distinction that so many of mazzini's pages are filled sometimes with sorrowful references to comrades who had miserably fallen away from their early ideals but oftener with impassioned adjurations to stand fast in the political faith never had man learnt more completely that lesson which de tocqueville saw written in democracy the lesson that if men are to be free they must believe but if this be so a question at once emerges how is this belief to be made secure how is the reformer in dark days no less than bright to assure himself beyond misgiving that he is pursuing substance and not shadow realities and not illusions in a word ends that outliving all failure will be certain of achievement at last to this question there are manifestly many possible answers some reformers will simply trust their empirical forecasts some their intuitions some the verdict of history while others again will be content to fall back upon the authority of their party or their leader but none of these resources nor all of them united could satisfy the craving of mazzini for certitude nothing could satisfy him short of the belief that god exists and that the will of god will be done on earth he says this again and again personally he was convinced for he has told us so in moving words that it was this religious faith that alone enabled him to hold fast to his own ideals through the years of imprisonment exile slander destitution disillusionment which diversified his life of rare joys and many sorrows he claimed no monopoly of such experiences in his stern scheme of life they were the inevitable lot of many a reformer and in that conviction he pled with an unwearied iteration that if democracy is to believe in its ideals it must be theistic his pleadings are not proofs they are impassioned declarations of articles of faith when he appeals to the intuitions of conscience as he does it is because he sees in conscience a faculty capable of discerning real and permanent values values discernible by man only because they already exist in and to the mind of god when he appeals to the tradition of the centuries as he does it is only because he believes the whole course of history to be the unfolding of a divine plan it is not philosophy it is faith it is dogmatism but it is a faith and a dogmatism into which he would have every reformer to enter if he used to hold fast to that inexpugnable belief without which ideals no matter how magnificent their content will neither nerve the will to daring nor sustain it in the presence of difficulty and disaster no reader of his works would dream of calling him an orthodox believer but his divergence from orthodox believers lies not in that he is less a believer than they but rather that he carries his religion into his politics and his politics into religion with a passion of conviction such as the orthodox believer might well envy and imitate when a thinker is thus possessed by the religious spirit we may be sure that it follows him into details for religion like this is not merely one element among other elements in life it is not content with a departmental influence it works as the leaven which penetrates and pervades the whole it is so at any rate in this instance as we find when we turn from fundamentals to his treatment and estimate of the life of the individual man it is the irony of our modern life that just when the individual man has by the gospel of democracy been aroused to the consciousness of his worth dignity and claims there is borne in upon him by the teachings of science the message of his extreme finite insignificance be free independent self-assertive and see that you be not defrauded of your rights and hopes so run the oracles of a democracy yes rejoins the voice of science drawing its oracles from the wide evolutionary outlook on nature and history but do not forget that in the presence of the vastness of cosmic processes you are a quite insignificant unit an ephemeron a fly of a summer or in less metaphysical phrase a perishable individual with no discoverable core of personality in you and but one among many transitory specimens of a species which itself is transitory one need not further labour the point which indeed has become something of a commonplace there can be no doubt that mazzini though he had but slender dealings with science felt the acuteness of this antithesis we see this in the words he puts into the lips of the individual man as there rises before his mind the overwhelming vastness of humanity. It is not the atomists, every man for himself, nor the equalitarians, I am as good as you, upstart formulas both, but the words with which the fisherman of Brittany puts out to sea, help me, my God, my boat is so small, and the ocean is so wide. In face of this problem, a problem be it said that presses with a painful acuteness on all secularism which claims to be both democratic and scientific mazzini has two resources one lies in the relation of the individual's soul however insignificant it may seem to god this was the sight of protestantism he welcomed to him as to the men of the english commonwealth and also to Carlyle, the direct communion between the human spirit and the divine was the source of that individual strength that defiant independence that comes of conscious dependence upon the source of all life there was no shadow of hesitancy in his teaching here it was central to his creed that through consciousness of participation in the very life of god the individual could not only lift himself out of the nothingness that threatens to engulf him but if need be withstand principalities and powers to the face. The second resource lay in the principle of association, which he made it the business of his life to preach to his generation. An atomistic individualism was his abhorrence. It was the sure path to isolated impotence. For if God had made men equals, as he said a hundred times, the equality he had in mind was such as pointed the way to that association and mutual helpfulness which is only possible because the equal units are so diverse whence indeed it comes that in social life men can gain so much more than they give flinging into the common stock their own small modicum of faculty and drawing forth through the organized power of association the force and achievement of many who may have where they themselves are lacking The perception of this made Mazzini naturally the apostle of association in many modes, but there were two of these for which he more especially stood sponsor the family and the nation. End of section 19.